You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Even though our listeners are going to get this on Saturday, today is Friday the 13th. How are you, Bruce? Healthy, alive, doing well. Normally we wouldn't put out a podcast on Saturday, but seeing as how we weren't here yesterday, we'll put out a short one today. We had some things happen yesterday, and um, well, I had some things happen yesterday, and I wasn't able to make it in a decent amount of time, so therefore we weren't here. We have lives. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes that it just happens that way. Uh, we're people too, so we're not uh, we're not superhuman. We can't be in two places at once. Although I wish I was in three, four places at once. Sometimes it would help me get things done. I'd be a lot more productive. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so there's quite a bit to discuss today. And like I said, we're not going to spend an entire hour today. We're just going to spend about 30 minutes because, again, this is going to be coming out on Saturday uh, for those listening. So we don't want to take up any more of your weekend any more than you know we want to take up any of ours. And so we'll just put out a short one so you can enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, we'll just give you a quick rundown of some of the things that we think are very important. At the moment... Let's talk about Afghanistan. Let's just talk about that for a second. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay, so Biden announces a pullout of Afghanistan about a month ago. Complete withdrawal, not even a drawdown, which, okay, I I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue with you here, to be honest with you, because quite frankly, I don't think we should have been there to begin with. But nonetheless, we were. Okay, that's a different argument for a different day, probably. But regardless of where you stand on that, we went in, we set up a presence and we formed a coalition with the local government and the national government. We were supporting them. And now all of a sudden, we had a peace deal going on in there under Trump. You remember the Taliban talks? That was all going, you know, everything was working together. Same thing with you had same thing you had with Israel, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, the Kingdom of Morocco. Everybody was getting along. Everybody was happy. Well, that doesn't play well when you're looking at a a military industrial complex that is a machine and that machine hasn't been fed for four years. So they've got a lot of work to do, especially when a lot of your advisors are part of that machine that, uh, you know, want their cut. Yeah. Yeah, there there is that. Now, I'm not going to jump to any kind of crazy conspiracy theories here. I'm just going to explain the video that we're seeing. That's all I'm going to do. So. We pull out. And when I say pull out of Afghanistan, I mean, it was an overnight drop everything you got and leave. We left everything, everything. People on the ground were just told, pack up your stuff. You're leaving in three hours. That was it. Leave all your vehicles, leave everything. What do you think happened? Where do you think those vehicles ended up? Now, again, I'm not going to jump to any conspiracy theories. I'm just looking at the way things are playing out. Under the Obama administration, which, of course, Joe Biden was his vice president, and you had the same group of people in that administration that you have now, except these are second and third string people in that administration. A lot of questions were asked under the Obama administration as to how the Taliban, ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, whatever you want to call them, right? 
It's all, it, it, was a, it was a boogeyman. How those people were so well funded. How is it that they have brand new SUVs? How is it they have brand new Toyota pickup trucks? How is it that they have all kinds of limitless weaponry at their disposal? How, how is that possible? How is that possible? Well, if you were to look under some of the, if you were to look at some of the people that were advising Barack Obama, these are the same people that were behind the Carter administration. And the people that ran the Carter administration were people like Zbigniew Brzezinski. Zbigniew Brzezinski was, well, you could trace him all the way back to, uh, well, you could trace him back to, you know, earlier than that, but uh, other, other administrations. But Brzezinski was operating off of a theory that if you control the Eurasian landmass, well, then you can control pretty much just about everywhere on Earth. Now, the theory itself for the time seemed relevant, although things have changed. And now the theory has become outdated. But in the meantime, Brzezinski was of the mindset of, I can create... A, gorilla, a group of guerrilla fighters, and I can turn them and use them as a tool. And that's what he did. He did it under a group called the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, the Taliban of its day. And he contracted a gentleman by the name of Osama bin Laden. This is mainline history. Anybody can go and search this for themselves. And he used them as an army, his own private army against the Soviet Union. And Brzezinski wrote a book bragging about how he destroyed the Soviets with that. The Russians went into Afghanistan and fought the Mujahideen and they lost. They lost badly. Well, they jump started that again. And of course, they were using that as a tool to menace the West this time under the Obama administration. You know, the pallets of cash. You, do you remember that? I was thinking about this yesterday, Bruce. You remember that that Sentinel drone that we just happened to fly over Iran under the Obama administration? And well, we don't know how they got it, but uh, well, we've asked them for it back, uh, but we don't know if they're going to give it to us or not. That thing landed perfectly. A three point landing in Tehran. Give me a break. Right. I wasn't born yesterday. Right. I was born the day before yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. We also had a we also had a, uh, another stealth aircraft. Uh, I think it was a stealth drone, but it uh, crashed, finger quotes, uh, in Iran. And they yeah. happened to get the technology before we were able to blow it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this time around, we're watching videos of what's happening in Afghanistan. Supposedly, the Taliban are are just like it's like blitzkrieg right just out of nowhere they just they go from zero to a hundred they've taken all of that country but two towns now how is that possible how is that possible a group that was beaten down to nothing how is that possible they're rolling through town in brand new u.s humvees u.s military humvees with the nested 50 cal machine guns on the top i might add these are not just your standard transport trucks. These are the these are the high dollar ones, and they don't have a scratch on them. Now you might ask, well, okay, what what are you getting at here? What what's a what, what's the larger game? Well, China has said that well, they're prepared to recognize the Taliban if they take Kabul, Afghanistan. Well, today we're sending three thousand troops back into Afghanistan to evacuate our embassy staff. They've been advised to destroy all sensitive material and evacuate. The English are doing the same thing. The UK. They're doing the same thing. Now, we certainly, we certainly wouldn't have an administration that would purposely destroy the stability of a country like that and hand it back over to Beijing, would we? We, we certainly wouldn't do something like that. Because, you know, like Beijing say that they're prepared to recognize the Taliban as the legitimate government, and they're prepared immediately to make resource deals. Yeah, we, we would never. No, I, I don't we, think our administration would do, would do that. No, we wouldn't do that no, on purpose, would we? Of course not. No, 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 no. It's not like the secretary of state or the secretary of defense called 
the president of Afghanistan and said, well, we were advising you to uh, to just surrender to the Taliban and, and ask for a peaceful transition of power. It's not like they would do that intentionally. By the way, that phone call happened. And it's not there's no need looking into the current administration or the administration's family uh, and the business dealings they had with China or no, any of the other countries no. out there. It, it, you know, it I, I'm sure it's bear. got nothing to do. No, I'm nah, sure it's got nothing nah. to do with it. I'm just I'm just calling it like I see it. That's all I'm doing. I saw the videos yesterday of them <clears throat> taking towns, taking to ta- I'm doing the air quotes, taking towns. And it's a bunch of dudes running around in brand new tack vest carriers, brand new. I mean, brand spanking new, not rolling around in the dirt for a month. I mean, brand new, like they just took them out of the crate and they're rolling around with brand new ARs and full magazines. You can't tell me you cannot seriously tell me that they're not getting aided from somewhere from Western Axis, or excuse me, from Western Allied powers at that. Probably NATO. You can't tell me. I don't think you're far off in that Gordian slip. Yeah, maybe not. All right. Bruce, what's more important to you? Is freedom more... This is a loaded question. Is freedom more important to you or are vaccine mandates and COVID passports, is that more important? Which one? Which one? In your opinion, if you had to put those on a scale, right, and you had to balance those two out, Right. Because the vaccine mandates and the passports, they kind of go hand in hand. So that, that basically comes as a package deal. So you have that on one hand and then you have protecting your personal freedom on the other one. Which one would you take? I'm actually going to surprise you with this answer. And I'm going to say both of them are equally important, but for very different reasons. Um, it's important that they're okay. doing the vaccine mandate. <laughs> it is important because, because it exposes it's them. an overreach. Yeah. And it, it's tyranny. So it's very important that they're doing that and you know who's doing that. Um, but if I were to choose one or the other, obviously freedom uh, is the, the route I would take. But you say that, Bruce, you say that. But don't you care about about other people? I mean, we're talking about personal freedom. Yeah. Don't, don't you care about other people? I mean, the, the, when you're talking about vaccine mandates and, and passports, that goes along with everyone else, right? I mean, I'm being completely sarcastic, but, you know, th- this is the argument, though. That I have to present it because this is the argument. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm cared about uh, I care about other people's freedoms and liberties. I want them to have I mean, the Constitution says Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal. So you should all equally have the same freedom. Correct. So everyone has and they, you know, tell you you're going to get a jab. Yeah. Um, you should stand up and resist that because that's yeah. not freedom. That's not choice. Everyone has rights or no one has any. It's not some rights for some people and none for others. No, no. Everyone has them or no one has them. It's that simple. There's no middle ground on that one. That's black and white. Have a listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger on this. People should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom, because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and kind of responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. It's like no different than a traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else. Now, just before you jump in there, okay, this is coming from a man, just so the, the listener is aware, this is coming from a man who is out there wearing a mask, going to a drive through vaccination center, telling people to get vaccinated, and the cap doesn't come off the needle. Keep that in mind. Uh, so the words I want to 
say I can't say or shouldn't say um, in response to that. But to sum it up, um, the the example he's using there is apples and oranges. Um, he's uh, giving an example of driving a two-toned vehicle that's a metal coffin, essentially, if things go wrong. If you make one mistake, it's essentially could turn into a metal coffin. And you could end up killing someone or killing yourself or what have you, right? I mean, vehicles are, though we use them in everyday life, they're actually really dangerous when you uh, mishandle them. Uh, having the streetlights there in place is, yes, as you said, is to protect you. But there's one key thing here. Owning a vehicle and driving a vehicle is not a right. You have the right to own one, but you don't have the right to drive it. That is not guaranteed you. Property is, I mean, you know, but you, you have the right to own it. So his example there is, uh, no, you, life, uh, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, life that entails your health care, your health, that's on you. That's your choice. That's your directive. I love how they make these arguments. Like Anderson Cooper was talking to the uh, the sheriff of L.A. County the other day, and he was comparing masks to seat belts, And they always make these references of other things like that. And it's got nothing to do with that. It's got absolutely nothing to do with that. Show me a study somewhere. And I'm not the only one saying this. We're, we're certainly not the only one saying this. There's mainliners out there saying the same thing. Show me a study, any study. I don't care. Show me a study that says that masks are effective. Show me. Show me where it says that. If you want, I can go back and I can play the clips of all the, quote, experts at the CDC, Fauci himself, at the World Health Organization saying, you don't need to wear one of these things. They don't work. I can go back telling no, you. It, it's, it's, it's just like you wearing a chain link, right? Chain link fence, right? putting it around your body and saying, I'm wearing chain mail and then having someone stab you with a knife. It's a good point. It's a really good point. It doesn't work. It's the same thing as these masks. It's the same thing as the argument with a, you, you have to get vaccinated to protect other people. The vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID, nor does it stop you from spreading it. It like all doctors are saying that now. Now you, you have just the politicians are the ones that are basically saying the, the bureaucrats are saying that, that it protects you. It doesn't protect you. It reduces the symptoms that you have. And it, 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 I, I, I don't even know, like we're being so gaslit on all this information. It's just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because President Biden said this. The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. See, he he said it himself. You're, you're OK. You're, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. You're not going to get it. Is that yeah, a fact? Not, not, not true. Is that a fact? You're not going to get COVID. Think about the gravity of what that individual just said. You're not going to get COVID if you have these shots. Okay. More than 4,000 verified by midnight. The number of patients in critical condition jumped by about 70% within a week. The positive rate among 85,000 respondents stands at more than 5%. The highest figure since March 3rd, 760 corona patients are hospitalized across the country, close to 450 in critical condition, of which 72 are connected to the respirator. Now, that is in Israel, okay? Over 60%, this is according to the Ministry of Health in Israel, over 60% of the 450 severe cases, which would be the patients in critical condition, occur in fully vaccinated individuals. I was listening to an interview the other day of the guy that 
invented mRNA vaccines. Now, he's not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch. He says if there is an anti if there's such thing as an anti-vaccine person, he says, I'm 180 degrees opposite of that. So he's not against that at all. He says, but what we're entering now is what's called the worst possible outcome. They are literally doubling down on everything that they're doing. He, he actually said this. They're doubling down. And what have I what have I been saying here for well over a year now? They're going to double down every time, every time they're doubling down now to the point where they are driving infection and creating mutation with vaccinations. That was the point of all this was to do that. Now, the people that are getting covid are a majority of them are the ones that are vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And they're saying, oh, it's because of those unvaccinated people. How much sense does that actually make? Think about that for just a minute. How much sense does that actually make? Apparently, someone needs to go back to when the hell did I learn this? Uh, I don't know, third grade health classes about how vaccines work. You gain immunity. You move on. I had someone ask me the other day, how many flu shots have they gotten correctly since they've had them? Since the flu shots have been a, a thing, how many of them have they actually gotten correct? And I said, none. They've never gotten it right. But this is a different kind of thing. You can't vaccinate against a coronavirus. You can't. They've tried to do this because at the base, you have what are called garden variety coronaviruses. There's about five or six or seven of them. In total, there's like 17 in the family. But the garden variety you run into, the base of a coronavirus is the common cold. You cannot vaccinate against the common cold. Now, we can't cure the common cold. We have therapeutics. That's why we have therapeutics, something that will get you through. All you do with therapeutics is, in a sense, you build a bridge. You suppress your symptoms to get you through to the other side so your natural immune system can kick in. However, if you have a natural immune system, if you're a person that exercises regularly, if you eat properly, if you take vitamin and mineral supplements, all these things, all of that creates a more robust and healthy immune system of which they are not telling you about. Instead, it's just, I'll take this thing because this is going to, this is going to protect you. And this is going to get you into all these places. The last podcast we did on what the agenda is behind this, people are really not getting the larger picture here. If you give them everything they want, if you say, okay, uh, I'm just going to take this one because I want to go back into this restaurant. I want to go to the gym. I want to go to a theater. I want to go to a concert. All right. It's a fair argument. You don't want to be segregated from society. I get it. But is it really as popular as what they say? Is it really? So right now they're saying that, right? We've played clips here of the mayor of New York, de Blasio. Oh, we've got, what did he say? What did he say? Over nine and a half million people that have been fully vaccinated in, in New York. Nine and a half million out of a population of 11 million. Okay. Well, let's think about that for a minute. Yeah, you need to get vaccinated because you want to do all these things. You want to you want to go to concerts and you want to participate in society and do all this. OK, all right. What is a popular scene in New York? OK, I, I've been up there. right? I've, I've gone in and out of like some jazz clubs, right? Jazz clubs in New York. Real popular. People love jazz music in New York. It's great. My favorite thing in the world is to go into a jazz bar that's the low lit. It's got the piano jazz. You got a couple of neon signs burning. Yeah. And you just sit there and you listen to somebody singing. You know, you, you listen to the person that's singing. You listen to the jazz band. You listen to the piano. I mean, that's that right there is that's bliss for me. Right. That That is absolutely relaxing for me where you can sit there and you can have a you know some little small snack or something and, and a drink and you can just enjoy the show. But see, New York is filled with places like that. 
always has been. And it's always been a very popular thing. Hell, some of those jazz clubs you walk by, you can't even get into them. You got to book reservations before you can get into these places months in advance sometimes. So with that being said, Bruce, I want you to see this. I know the listener can't see this and I do apologize for that, but the listener can't see this. I want you to take a look at what happened in Central Park. Okay, Central Park, New York City. This is a vaccine party. Uh, excuse me, a vaccinated party. I'm sorry, a vaccinated party. And they had live jazz music and, you know, for people that were fully vaccinated. Okay. I want you to look at how jam-packed this place is, right? Look at how jam-packed Central Park is. I mean, there's so many people in there that you can hardly find a place to sit, find a place to stand. Now, you've got to have all of your health passes. You've got to have all the different ones. They've got QR codes everywhere. They've got hand sanitizer all over the place. Look at this. They got masks, you got to show your card. Oh, yeah, you can go in. Of course, everybody in their social distance. Everybody's got to sit apart. That is an extremely, extremely tiny crowd for a jazz festival in Central Park in New York. Many of what I've seen there were um, also older that mm-hmm. we were saying in the beginning, you know, if you're going to get vaccinated, you know, probably the older among us should be the ones that get vaccinated. Uh-huh. Many of the ones there attending look like they were in some of those shots. Um, they look like they were older. That has got to be the slimmest jazz party I've ever seen in Central Park in New York. You get live performances in Central Park, the place is packed. Wall to wall, you can hardly get in. I don't buy nine and a half million people being fully vaccinated in New York. I don't buy 166 million people being fully vaccinated in the United States. I don't buy 58 million people being vaccinated in the country of Germany. I don't buy two thirds of the country of France being vaccinated. I don't buy those. They can't convince anybody else. So they're shifting. They're shifting everything. Testing's being shut down where I am, although they had massive testing everywhere, but it's being shut down now. Now, if you want to go into a place in certain places, well, you have to present a negative PCR test, right? At 72 hours, it'll get you into places for 72 hours, but you have to pay for the test. Just like the UK people, you have to pay for the test. So you can only go to certain select places now and pay for it. I'm sorry, uh, who just bought those testing companies? Oh boy, that would be a gentleman by the name of Bill Gates and partnered with a gentleman named George Soros. You couldn't make it up. Now, of course, if you take the vaccine, well, then you can go places, right? It's, it's You're okay. You're right. You're not going to get COVID, right? <laughs> you're okay. Is that a fact? What did I say? I said, you do what they tell you to do because you want to go have a cup of coffee somewhere. They're always going to demand more. That's what cults do. They always demand more. And I've always asked people that. I said, what are you going to do when they ask you to take another one? You going to take another one? What about the third one? The fourth one? The fifth one? What are you going to do then? And they say, I don't know. We'll think about it at that point. Well, no, it's there's no thinking about it at that point. You'll have your access cut off because you're not doing what you're told. There's no thinking about it. Yeah. You fight or you die. It's that simple. I remember I told that to Bruce about 18 months ago, and he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to get that bad. Oh, yeah, it's that bad. Oh, yeah, it's that bad. They're going to throw this next one at you. You ready for this one? Oh, see, they're not too concerned about Delta variant now, right? Because there is no Delta variant. What the Delta variant is, is the vaccinated people that are getting sick from complications. That's what the Delta variant is. The next one they're going to hit you with in the New York Post today. The deadly Lambda variant is now here. Uh, And what's this one going to do? Uh, Well, um, this one is 100% uh, vaccine resistant. Your vaccines don't work anymore because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. See, now you've you've got to start all over again, right? We got got to start over from the the top and and let's, let's do it again, right? Just like former Governor Cuomo said, let's do it again. Let's start over. New evidence has emerged that the latest Lambda mutation ravaging parts of South America. I'm wondering, is that in Brazil? 
I'm wondering, because Bolsonaro's still in charge down there. See, they need Brazil. They don't have it. And they're they're not happy about that. In a July 28th report appearing in Bio RX, uh, yeah, whatever, BioRixiv, sorry, uh, where the study awaits peer review prior to getting published, researchers in Japan are sounding the alarm on the C-37 variant, dubbed Lambda, and it's proven to be just as virulent as the Delta variant, thanks to a similar mutation, making them even more contagious. I see it's getting more contagious, and it's getting more deadly. The strain has been contained in 26 countries, including substantial outbreaks in Chile, Peru, Argentina, and Ecuador. Notably, the vaccination rate in Chile is relatively high. Uh, Yes, but with which one? That's the Sinovac vaccine from China, which was said to have less than a 3% efficacy rate anyway. So yeah, the percentage of people who received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine was about 60%. Uh, Nevertheless, the big COVID-19 surge has occurred in Chile in spring, in the spring of 2021. Uh, That would be now because they're trending, they're opposite of us in the Southern hemisphere. So they're trending out of winter and they're going into spring. So now they need to, I think they're having a little bit of a, I want to say they got their hands full because you notice that Australia has been hammered like this, because we're looking at it now, we're in the middle of summer, they're actually in the middle of winter. So if that's anything, then we can use that as a template to see what they're going to start doing here in this winter. The Biden administration today is, and I'm not joking, the Biden administration today is working up a plan to see whether or not they can mandate vaccines for interstate travel. You know, they tried to get Trump to shut down interstate travel in the very first days. You remember that? They tried to get him to do that. And not only did he not do that, you can't do that. Not legally, not constitutionally. But who are we kidding at this point, right? If these people were following the law or the Constitution, well, then they wouldn't be in office very long, would they? But more than that, you don't have the logistical manpower to pull that off. You don't. All they have is fear and intimidation. That's all they've got. They've literally scared people back into their houses. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. I don't understand why people are not tossing their phones out in the streets or ripping their cable boxes out of their back of their televisions. I don't understand that at all. Interstate checkpoints are now being theorized as to whether or not uh, this can be done. I, I dare you to try that. I dare you to try that. And let's be honest, the people that are putting this stuff together behind the scenes, they're not going to be the ones out there interrupting Bubba on his way to the carryout to get a six-pack just across the state line. More than that, Bruce, you're going to love this one. More than that, they're going to go for this next one. And this affects you. This affects your state. If you live in a red state, this affects you. Biden is checking whether he has the power, which we already know he doesn't, whether he has the power to intervene against conservative governors. President Joe Biden said Tuesday his administration is checking whether he can intervene in states where mask mandates are prohibited. He was asked the question, do you have presidential powers to intervene in states like Texas and Florida where they are banning mask mandates? He says, I don't believe that I do thus far. We're checking that. But there are on, uh, he says, but there, are, there I'm sorry, the, the way that he talks sometimes, he says, we, but there are on federal workforce, I can. He's gone. What, what do you want me to say? To translate what he said there, if what he means is, Federal workers, they have the authority to do that. True. I mean, if you're in a federal, if you're a federal employee, the executive branch is over you. So it's actually technically they're they're actually I'll tell you what they're doing in Philadelphia today. They're requiring federal workers. They're mandating not they're not required. They're mandating federal workers to implement double masks 
regardless of your vaccination status in Philadelphia? I, I mean, I'd be saying no. I'd be getting the unions together or something and uh, standing up against it. The thing about it is, is technically they do have the, the, the power to do that on a like federally, you know, for for government. But to go in and tell a state you're going to do this, they have no authority to come in and tell a state you're going to do this when the Constitution does not give them that authority. They don't have that power. In fact, the states don't even have power to mandate some kind of health uh, requirement. They don't even have that authority. It, it, it's the, the, the average person, you, the individual, you're the one that dictates your health. Uh, so you make your own decisions for yourself. I would hope that the red states stand up and say, uh, you know, if, if, if they find some kind of loophole and say they're going to do the loophole uh, and try to enact it, I hope the states stand their ground and say no. And if you push any harder, we will call the National Guard and, and make it very clear that we do not stand for tyranny. But who are we kidding? Uh, who would do that? Which of our governors are really going to have the balls to stand up and hold a gun towards the government and say, bring it? None of them will. It's a good point. You said that if it were you, then you would be calling in the unions. You'd be saying, you know, go to go pound sand, kick rocks, all the rest of it. I heard a story of a guy yesterday. OK, he owns a gold mine. Well, not not really a gold mine. He owns one of the he owns a stretch of land in Utah where it has a stream on it and they can they don't actually have the mine. They don't destroy the land. They pan for gold out of the streams on the land. Yeah. So it's a different kind of thing. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Panning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they pan. They don't they don't dig or destroy the the habitat or the environment or anything like that. But even though they do that, they still have to register and get permits from your favorite organization, the Bureau of Land Management, right? The BLM, not the Black Lives Matter movement, but the BLM. So he and his business partner went down to the local BLM office and they walked in. No masks. But of course, there were signs on the door that you had to wear one because you have to do it in all federal buildings now. And you hear the supervisor in the back screaming, you got to put a mask on. And he says, nope, I'm not doing it. And she says, well, then you're going to have to leave. He says, look, I'm in here to get my permits. I, I really don't care what you have to, to say about all the rest of this stuff. I'm in here to get my permits. Just let me get my permits so I can be on my way. Nope, you have to wear a mask. Now, remember, dealing with government, there's no gray area with government. It's one way or the other, okay, on everything. So the security guy was sent over to escort him out. And he's walking extremely slowly. When I say extremely slow, he's reading everything up on the wall on his way out, word for word, <laughs> just to irritate the woman who was screaming at him. And so as he's walking out, he's walking past like seven or eight of these federal workers. And they're all saying to him through their masks, we agree with you. We agree with you. We don't like it either. And then he turns to them and says, well, then why don't you do something about it? If you agree with me, if you don't like the situation you're in, then say something about it. Do something about it. No, 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 no. Just shut up and take it. Bend over and take it. All of you just shut up and take it. That's what I have to say to the federal workers that are just putting on the mask, doing what they're told. Just continue bending over and taking it. For those that can't see, Bruce is very agitated right now. I can see Bruce the vein. Very agitated. I can see that. the vein yes. popping out of his forehead and in, like his carotid artery in the side of his neck. <laughs> yeah, uh, what that, I, that this what I said really angers me. What I said, the Bureau of Land Management, that right there was enough of a trigger. But then the federal yeah. workers, the federal workers reacting that way, that's triggered him even more. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that 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 really frustrates me that you're all in agreement that you could all stand up to this tyranny. And yet, what do you do? You just, as I said, you're bending over and taking it at this point. Honestly, I hope I hope that Panner, uh, I hope he goes out there, the prospector and goes into his own streams and continues panning without the, the permits. Well, he got the permits. They had to give him the permits. He got the permits. And he said that it, it's pointless for him to do it anyway, but it's just the way for the government to make money off of him. That's all it was. The permits literally cost him $15 a year. That's it. That's what he had to go down there for was 15 freaking dollars and four hours. Yeah, I, I, I think that's why do you need a $15 permit to pan on your own property? It's ridiculous. It's your property. Ugh. Ugh. I had to get you wound up before we called it a day. <laughs> yeah, you Sorry. did. Yeah, yeah, you're good. All right. It doesn't there help is... that we have a thunderstorm outside and it's like the humidity is like 200% right now. So uh-huh. it's like I'm burning oh, up yeah. in here in my office. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it feels really nice over here today too. I mean, it's it's about that. I'm like sitting here, I'm burning up. All right, we are going to call that one. And, and like I said, we we're just going to keep it short today. Uh, so we'll let you get on with the rest of your weekend. But rest assured, we will be back on Monday. So everyone have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday.